Hey guys, I hope you're gonna enjoy this episode. I tell you a very embarrassing story of how I lost a month's pay in my first night of getting paid from one of my clients um, to a kid who literally uh, beat me in a race not wearing clothes. He was almost naked. It was hilarious and a huge life lesson I learned from that night that's hopefully gonna help you guys become the best version of yourself um, and get a little bit better each day. So just like Kevin Hart said, laugh at my pain. I hope you guys uh, can laugh at my pain and my bruised ego um, as I tell you and walk you through this story and kind of like the big eureka moment that I had with my best friend Crystal's dad um, after the whole thing went down. So I hope you enjoy this episode of the Impact Strength Show. So we're going to go ahead and cue up the music and get into today's episode. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Impact Strength Show. It's your host, Coach Chris here, and today I got a really good one for you. Um, today I want to talk about you know the ego and not letting your ego get the best of you because um, you know anyone that knows me knows that uh, you know growing up, man, I you know I had a big ego. I'm not gonna lie, you know this was something that you know over the years I always had to work on, but you know I always felt highly of myself, whether it was confidence or cockiness. I don't know. People called it either or. But either way, I know that um, in order to win in life, you got to be the one that's rooting on yourself. You know, if you're not feeling good about yourself, then it's going to be hard to move forward. So you always, I always say, you got to be your biggest cheerleader. Um, so make sure that you're always in your corner. So that's one message already starting off with today's show. But today, I want to talk about um, a story about when my ego was severely bruised. Uh, it was a cold night, uh, New Year's Eve night. I had just come home from college. And uh, I think you're gonna love this story, um, but there's some huge take homes from this story that I really wanted to really stress. Um, you know, it was a story about uh, my one of my best friends growing up, Crystal, um, and her sister. She was a, a client of mine. She was a softball player um, going to Seton Hall. She was getting ready to start her career, and we were uh, getting ready to start training. And um, you know, it was just about the first night. Uh, when it happened, when <laughs> when Crystal's dad decided to hire me, and literally in that same exact night, um, the money that he gave me for the first uh, month of training, I literally lost it in a bet in front of him. So it was a funny story, and let's dive on into it, and uh, I hope you enjoy. Uh, but this is how it starts off. So here we are. It's a cold night. Uh, it's a New Year's Eve, and we're standing out in the middle of the street, and I'm looking down and I'm staring down. There's this huge light Crystal's dad's holding. It's a race, drag car race, racing light. And everyone's around. And all you can hear is just like, ah. People are like, oh, come on. They're yelling. You know, we had had a couple beers and everyone's having a good time. And they're like, come on, you can do it. You can do it. And here we are. And all you can hear is one, two. And we're getting ready to start this race. And and, and there it is, like that moment when I was like, oh my God, this thing is done. I, 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 but actually, to tell you the truth, I actually knew it was done before then. So let me kind of fill you in on this uh, backstory. So here I am, it's, it's New Year's Eve night. 
and uh, I'm getting ready to race this kid. All right. So he is, you know, younger than me. He's five years younger than me. And, you know, he had been talking trash all night. And anyone knows how us South Jersey kids are. You know, we're super competitive. And he was talking about how fast he was. And his friends were trying to run their mouth. And, you know, I'm sitting there with my older friends and Crystal. And we're like, no, there's no, like, whatever, man. Like, you you don't got anything. We'll be, I'll smoke you in a race. I was, he's like, come on, then let's go outside. Let's go outside. So it had been a long time since I'd ever been battled uh, to go into a race. So this was something that when we were young, this is something that would happen all the time. Like we would be like, all right, let's do it. We're going out into the street. You know, we're going telephone pole to telephone pole. And that was how we settled a lot of disputes in the hood back in Pine Hood. I call it the hood. It's not really that hood, right? But that's how we would do it when we were younger. We would race in the street. And um, here we are, we're all out in the street and earlier that night, you know, I had been telling Crystal's dad all about my training business and I was so excited about it because he was interested in it. And anyone that knows me knows that when you're interested in the training, I like will tell you everything about it. So we're just going on and on probably for like an hour. Um, I'm talking about like all the philosophy behind my training, what I was doing while I was in college and how I like come to all these like, you know, eureka moments on how we should be training athletes and how we, you know, so he was like, oh, man, this sounds awesome. Can you train Jen? And I was like, yeah, I can totally do that. Like, here I was. I was super excited that he even asked me because Jen, she she was like an all-star softball player. She grew up in um, Pine Hill with us. Um, she was younger, and her sister was really, really good, too, and went to college and played softball. Uh, so they were a softball family, and Jen was a pitcher, and she was one of the best pitchers. Uh, to ever play at Overbrook. And um, so, you know, she was coming up in our neighborhood and got an opportunity to play at Seton Hall. And she like had an amazing career there. But here we are and Jen's father is like, can you train her? <laughs> and I'm coming out of college and my business at the time um, was literally set up in my parents' backyard. So we were in a pool house. It was a shed. Now I remind you, like this is, I'm 23 years old after I had come home from college from Georgia and um, the, I'm in the backyard. And now this shed was built when I was a baby. So my dad and my uncle built this um, long years ago. And, you know, growing up, this was like where we had our pool parties. This is where like my friends would come over, we would play video games, this is where we got into trouble. You know, this is, this is like so many memories come back from this shed. But um, what I ended up doing when I came home from school is I was like, I need to train people somewhere. So you know, I started decking it out and getting equipment that I was putting inside of this shed. Um, I was just literally taking money that I was earning from throwing papers. Yep. I was 23 years old coming home from college and I had a paper route at 3 a.m. every day of the week, seven days a week from 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. I threw newspapers and then I came home. I ate breakfast. I studied for my exam and then I would go out and I would train clients either at their house or they would come to my pool shed. And Jen was one of those clients. And, um, you know, later on, not yet, because uh, this night was before uh, I had ever been paid by her dad. So this, this night, you know, so we're talking and he's like, OK, well, what's your charge? And, you know, I don't even remember how much it cost to train with me at that time, but it wasn't you know a lot. But it was like, you know, 120 bucks or something like that. And uh, so Jen's dad was like, cool, gave me the money right there, was like, we'll get we're like, we're going to get started next week. And I was like, perfect. And, you know, we were all excited. And, you know, then this kid comes along and he's trash talking. You know, I don't know. I guess they had a couple beers, too. You know, 
trash talking and you know we're we're like oh man like whatever man let's do it like you want to race you want to race and i was like let's do it let's go out into the street and my friends they're like like you got this chris you got this and like so they're pumping me up i thought i had it you know because you know in my neighborhood i was one of the fastest kids and you know in, in, in my prime in sports you know i'd also been one of the fast you know i was a really fast guy in baseball so you know I had full confidence that I could beat this kid, but apparently, um, you know, they had made, you know, superhuman, you know, younger kids. And uh, I said, I think I thought he was five, but he was about like three years younger than me. So it wasn't that much younger, but apparently he was like the fast kid in the neighborhood uh, since I had been gone. And um, yeah, man, this kid, he, I knew it was over before it started because as we go outside He's super intense. He's super hyped up. And I'm like, man, this kid's got some confidence. He's got some swagger. I was like, but it's all right because, you know, I don't lose races. And uh, I'm like, all right, let me do my little stretch, stretch. So I'm doing my little warm up, John. You know, I'm doing my little thing. I just take off my jacket, you know, get down to like, you know, my shirt, but I'm still wearing pants, you know. And uh, I look over and this kid is taking off his pants. And I'm like, what in the world is going on? So then he takes off his shirt and now he's down to his boxer briefs, a pair of sneakers and some white socks. But he kept his he kept his hat on and he kept it on backwards. And at that moment, I was like, this kid has been here before. Like, this is this is totally not a one time thing. Like, this guy has literally done this before. So I knew at that moment I was like, man, this guy is committed. I don't know if I'm that committed for this. So um, he got in my head a little bit and here we are staring down the street and uh, Crystal's dad's holding on to this, this light, like this drag racing, like, cause he was really into race cars and, you know, he had like built this really sweet, like old school, like race car. Uh, so he had this drag racing light and this thing was bright. And uh, I don't know if it was the beers or the racing light or the fact that this kid next to me was younger than me and now naked almost. I like just had the reaction time of like an 80 year old man. It was like one, two, three. And as I come out of the gate, like it was like slow motion. This kid takes off. He gets like three steps, four steps, five steps on me right out of the gate. And then the rest of it's just me just running just to kind of, you know, just finish the race and not quit. And, um, but I was like, man, this kid beat me before the race even started. So, <laughs> so um, you know, totally had me overthinking it in my head at the very last minute, psyched me out. I don't know. Maybe that was his, his like his tactic that he did. Maybe this was some strategy that he had mastered. Um, I always say it's like if you're going to get into a fight, if you just start acting crazy, maybe the person doesn't want to fight you and you can get out of it. But uh, this kid totally caught me by surprise. My ego was bruised, and um, there we were sitting there, shaking my head. All my friends were like, you're all right, man. You're all right. And, uh, but I was like sitting there against the, the counter later on having a beer, you know, just, you know, licking my wounds. And Crystal's dad looks at me and goes, hey, man, don't sweat the little shit. <laughs> and we both laugh, and I'm like, yeah, huh? That is really, uh, that is something, huh? And it was at that moment, although it just seemed like a small little statement, it was such a huge nugget, you know, because in life, you know, we allow like moments in our life to just linger on for a long time, right? Don't get me wrong. I was severely ego bruised that day. I also just lost a month's pay 
and I didn't have many clients at the time, you know, so I really needed that money and I was going to have to like work, a, you know, I don't know. That was like a whole week of throwing papers or something. I don't even know how much I was making off of that. But um, yeah, that was a lot. That was a lot of money that I lost there. My ego was bruised, you know, so basically I had to train for free for the first month. Um, but, you know, we went on to have a great training career together. Um, Jen went on to do amazing things. She was one of the strongest girls ever uh, trained in our gym, has all kinds of uh, records on like, you know, deadlifting and squatting and all kinds of things. And like she was a four year starter at Seton Hall. So I'll tell you more about her training story and kind of the things that we did, you know, the beginning days of uh, Impact before we were even a name, before we even had the name of Impact. And uh, and then kind of like how we evolved and how we kept on growing and how we kept on um, training together and uh, how she went on through her four years. But that was uh, one of the fun, fun times of my life. I look back at it now and I realize like, yeah, that night, it truly like did not matter in the larger scheme of things, right? You know, in my head, I was like, oh my gosh, like Crystal's dad is like, I think I'm a total loser. Here I am like being dumb, betting the money that, you know, he had just gave me. And like anyone that knows me knows that I'm not a big gambler. Like I've literally have gambled in Atlantic City four times in my entire lifetime. Um, and I don't bet more than like a hundred bucks. I just, <laughs> so, um, that was a big moment though. Maybe that's one of the reasons why I don't do it, but, um, yeah, so that, that one was a big ego bruise. Um, uh, but I learned that day, you know, Crystal's dad, I'm sure had many moments in his life, you know, cause he was a lot older where, you know, something like that had happened, but, you know, he just moved on and he had went on to have a great life and, you know, and, and have these great, you know, great family and things like that. So I always did respect him. He was a great uh, guy. And uh, we always had awesome talks growing up because uh, Crystal was my, you know, my best friend and, you know, they were like family to me. And uh, so he was always there kind of like giving some extra wisdom and things like that. But that night was really fun. Um, totally lost all my money, lost, you know, <laughs> lost my respect for a little bit. Um, you know, I, I got over it and although that's not like a huge thing, right? Like I know that sometimes people deal with a lot bigger things and, and, and more difficult things, you know, and there's plenty more stories, you know, like this in my life that I hope to share with you guys. But, uh, this one, uh, is more about laughing at yourself, right? Because I think that sometimes, you know, people don't want to go to a gym or something like that because they're afraid of like what someone's going to think of them and like what they're going to look like or, you know, if they're going to look silly. And so they don't make that next step to like actually, you know, do the things to change their lives and, and find that happiness. Right. Because um, when you are able to really just like laugh at yourself and not care as much, um, that's when you can truly like get to where it is that you want to go, because, you know, like I said in the beginning, you got to be your biggest cheerleader because everywhere you go, um, there's always going to be critics. There's always going to be doubters. There's always going to be people telling you what to do. And at the end of the day, you know, it's your life and you only get one shot at it. So it's important that you're doing the things that align with what you want to achieve. So if you want more happiness, then you need to move past the roadblocks that are stopping you from achieving those things, right? It, a lot of people might feel like, oh, I can't move forward in this part of my career because I don't have the necessary knowledge, right? Or, you know, I don't have the necessary experience or the necessary opportunities. 
so they don't do anything at all and then they just sit back and they and they just keep saying and repeating that same thing whereas it's like hey you know okay you don't have that much experience well how do you get more experience then well you can you can work for free you know you can you can you know just try to do things and build things and um you know and knock on doors and have conversations and and put yourself out there like I think that a lot of times we don't move forward in our life with opportunities because we're afraid of the rejection. We're afraid of losing and, and, and looking stupid. Right. And I think that's why I shared this story today because, you know, a lot of people hear a lot about the wins in most people's lives. Right. So there's a lot of things that I had success with in my life. Right. But there's also a lot of failures in my life too, right? I was arrested at one point in my life and it was one of the most shameful moments of my life. Um, and but I've, I, I learned and I, and I grew from that moment and, and I kind of just like became a better person um, afterwards because I was just doing knucklehead stuff, right? Um, but, you know, if you only see, you know, okay, you're a trainer now, you've, you, you know, I just celebrated eight years, you know, in our gym as our anniversary, so if you see, you know, that you might only see the good stuff that's happened or the things that I have accomplished since, you know, doing better things in my life. But there was a time when I was doing dumb stuff. There was, you know, growing up, I made bad choices, even when I was playing sports in high school, you know, things that could have jeopardized my sports career um, just because at that time I was trying to impress other people. Right. So I was trying to, you know, make other people respect me or love me or accept me and you know because that's what every kid goes goes through at some point in their life but at some point in your life as you grow up and you become an adult you have to realize that those things don't really actually matter in a larger scheme of things right just like losing a race in front of a, you know 30 people while you're drunk next to a kid who's half naked and three years younger than you you know <laughs> just like that moment you know is embarrassing you know, it's not that it's not that important, right? Because I still went on to train Jen, and I still went on to help other people, and you know, we went on to train other, you know, athletes and different people in different fields, and moms and dads and business people, and um, you know, people of all walks of life. You know, but if I like just went and hid after like losing that race and never allowed myself to. Uh, you know, keep moving forward or like hid from Jen and didn't want to train her because she just saw me lose to her friend. Like, imagine that, like, oh, how's this guy going to help me get in shape? You know, like there's just, you know, we allow ourselves to get into our head a lot of times in life. And, you know, it's important to ask yourself the important question, like, does this actually matter? You know, how does, does this actually really affect my overall happiness in life? Like, and like, what are the things right now that I'm avoiding? Because I've found that whenever I'm stressed out or overthinking something, it's usually because I'm avoiding some major responsibility that I'm not doing, right? Um, maybe it's like a project that I'm like procrastinating on. And I don't want to get done and it's really important. So I'm stressed out and worrying about something over here that's actually not that important, right? So, you know, you have to be a master of your own mind. And you have to also be your biggest cheerleader because, you know, as you get more successful in life, as you move up the ladder, you know, it's harder to breathe. The air is a lot thinner and there's a lot less people that are in your corner supporting you 
So you need to be the biggest one supporting yourself because, you know, if you are a high performer, if you're someone that's trying to achieve, you know, greater things and more happiness and more purpose, you know, other people aren't always going to want that. And that's okay. You know, there's a lot of people who are content with where they are and there's nothing wrong with that. But if you're on this podcast, if you're in my gym, if you're listening to me or watching any videos or reading any of my messages or emails or books, then you know that, you know, what I'm speaking to is trying to help that percentage of people who are trying to get to that next level, right? Who are trying to improve their life, that incremental change of 1% each day. Um, I always say progress over perfection, right? Because I think so many people get caught up in having perfect plans that they never move forward. So we need to actually start moving forward first. And how do you move forward? Well, you got to let go of the things that don't matter. You got to let go of feeling stupid or feeling embarrassed. You know, actually challenge yourself to go out and make yourself more embarrassed. Go do karaoke or, or improv. Step out of your comfort zone. This is one thing that we always say at Impact, right? You know, I learned this with TFW Training for Warriors, which was, you know, get comfortable being uncomfortable. You know, life, the great things happen outside the comfort zone. Everyone that's living comfortable and average, you know, they're not happy, right? They're they're not living the life of passion and purpose. They're like worried about, you know, other people still. They're worried about keeping up with the Joneses, you know. So if you want to live a purposeful life, you know, go out there, you know, put yourself out there. Don't be afraid of failure, you know, get used to it, get uncomfortable, challenge yourself. Because the more times you fail, the more times you get the course correct. And then eventually you start being more successful, right? That's the big secret. So laugh at yourself more, have more fun. I hope you enjoyed my story of me getting beat in a race <laughs> and uh, embarrassed and losing a month of pay. So I appreciate you guys for tuning in today and checking out um, the Impact Strength Show. And uh, I leave you with this message. Those of you that know, um, I hope you're enjoying uh, Impact On Demand. Uh, we just added a couple more workouts in there. So you guys have more options with uh, dumbbell. Uh, I just added some more dumbbell strength and conditioning workouts in there. I also have been uploading a new part, which is called uh, the Coach's Corner. Uh, these are actually like more video tutorials in, on like some of the more popular exercises that we use in our system. So, you know, deadlifting tutorials, bench pressing, kettlebell swings, things like that. So um, these are all inside of Impact On Demand. Uh, if you are new to uh, Impact Strength Show and you're not uh, on, on Impact On Demand, you can get a free 14-day trial to go in there and poke around, check out uh, some of the workouts, hop in, do a follow-along workout with me. Uh, we have different workouts from you know 15 minutes to 30, 45 minutes, all with warm-ups and cool-downs and a lot of motivation in between. All skill levels are welcome, uh, and you guys can check that out. Um, I'll link that up in the notes uh, to the show, uh, but Impact On Demand. It's also on my uh, link tree in Instagram. You can find it, um, Chris underscore Lingham underscore fitness. Um, and that's how you can find me on IG. Shoot me a message uh, if you got any questions or just want to like, you know, say, hey, you know, I'm always there ready to met, you know, try to answer everyone back. I appreciate you guys for listening to the show. Let's get connected. Tell me about your goals. Tell me how, um, you know, how you're doing, what your story is, you know, and uh, I look forward to connecting with you guys there too. So to feel free to always message me. Once again, that's Chris underscore Lingham underscore fitness. 
And um, you can go there and you can actually find inside of my link tree, um, my YouTube channel, all of my other different resources that I have for free, as well as get a free 14 day trial to impact on demand. It's 14 days free, 1999. After that, cancel any time. And uh, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thank you. And I'll see you on future episodes. Yeah.